Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Dual Screens Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Fontana. And with me, as always, but this time way earlier than I ever want to be awake ever again with Andy. It's Andy Asimakis. How are you, Andy? You know, I wanted to go to bed early last night. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. To to prepare for this. But I was like, you know what? Let me do one quick run of Returnal before I go to bed. Mm, what and did you learn? That quick run mm-hmm. turned into a 2 a.m. I'm run, sorry. And I well, just went to bed. As as my grandma used to say, <laughs> you can't fix stupid. Can't. <laughs> you can't, can't fix stupid. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, last week we gave you the face of Returnal. And this week we are giving you the voice. That's right. Joining us this week is Jane Perry, the star of Returnal, Housemark's critically acclaimed, and 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 you could count us as one of those critics. It's acclaimed. We love it. <laughs> Exclusive Gold title. Star. Stamp it. Gold star. Stamp it. For the PlayStation Five, Jane. Welcome. Welcome to the show. It's a pleasure Thank to have you. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. This this is really really cool for us. This is I think this is the first time we've had we've done this like with we, we've had somebody who's played the part both physically and. Uh, with the voice we've had a, a model on the show but then not the voice but now we're getting kind of this two pieces of a puzzle and it's really interesting for us folks if you're new to this show this is the dual screens podcast this is the world's number one indie developer interview podcast probably we're just we're guessing um there's not many of them out there that do it every week so we just like yeah we got to be number one somewhere i know we're number one in argentina so that's got to count for something that's very true that's a verifiable that's, fact. that's a verifiable fact we could we could bring up those stats everyone in the gaming industry be it a programmer an artist a voice actor everyone has a story to tell and we are the platform for them to do so the show posts each and every friday for your listening pleasure on your podcast service of choice including our home Podbean, and of course we're on apple Podcasts, stitcher google play uh spotify everything and as a video on youtube.com slash dual screens tv andy take us into our ceremonial leadoff question of the show and let's get oh this ball rolling you know jane just looking at your entire body of work in the business and thinking about this role it's such it's an iconic role and it's a memorable role. It's one that stays with you long after finishing the game. And it makes me wonder of the mindset someone gets into to play a role like this. So I need to ask you at the onset, what was it like playing the dispatch in Need for Speed Rivals? <laughs> Man, it was tough. Actually, it was tough psychologically. Mm-hmm. It was tricky. I bet it was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think about this a lot when um, when I'm using sat now, for example, because there is an actor or an actress out there who had to say all those street names over and over again, turn left on mm-hmm. going road, turn right on going road. And that's what dispatch operator for Need for Speed was like. It was it was fun, but it was a lot of suspect turning left on such and such, suspect turning right. right. You had to cover all the bases. Wow. Right? Or driving um, a black Porsche or a Mitsubishi. Like these are like the most memorable lines in gaming, I feel. This is just <laughs> I mean, they, they certainly oh, they yeah. certainly add the depth I mean, to the driving world. Northbound, eastbound, it's eastbound, like, northbound. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I just noticed that Top Pursuit's been remastered. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. Uh, I don't know if I'm still in the remastered version. Mm. Well, I, so yeah. so do you do you suspect that's something you're going to find out when if and when a check shows up? 
And you're just like, oh, I guess I'm in that one. <laughs> like, how does that work? <laughs> I must admit, I did write to my agent yesterday saying, could you just look into this and see what's going on? Because we did it 10 years ago. Um, I think it was 10 years ago. Um, anyway, it's a great game, though. Those driving games are so much yeah. fun. So so much it's, fun. Actually, it's actually a good place for a, for a segue. I feel, again, go, you've done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Industry, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Alien Isolation, Hitman, mm. obviously. But I feel this is your first leading role. This is it's all you mm. in this game. It's you yeah. and no one else. You're the yeah. star. What well, is that like? There's the young lad who plays my son. So mm-hmm. I'm not completely true. True, wrong. true, true. But yes, the bulk of the game is is definitely uh Celine, uh mm-hmm. played by Anne and myself, and mm-hmm. and the woman who has the fantastic body who uh, plays her body <laughs> uh, whose name i think is tuya but i'm not entirely sure i haven't met three, her yet three three part woman steven this oh, is we, like, we need, we, so we need to track pieces. this one down now oh we yeah have, we have to we have to create the voltron the, the, yeah. <laughs> you do. Yeah, definitely. the megazord shall be complete <laughs> yes indeed um but you know it's uh it's great honor to play roles like that um you know she's a a super strong, intelligent, fearless woman on a mission. And I love her complexity. Like she's a very, you know, she's a multi-dimensional character. She's not just somebody who goes in and kicks ass and, and the job's done. She's got a lot going on in her mind. Mm. So, uh, you know, playing that as an actor is a, is a, a real challenge and sometimes difficult because you go to like, you know, she goes to psychological places that are not, I would not say they're healthy, you know, <laughs> like <Right>. she's going <laughs> through something. She's in this process that sort of grabbed her and, and she's got to go through it. So sometimes I would, you know, um, finish a four hour voice session, just feeling utterly wrung out. Like, oh holy cow, that was, that was pretty intense. So, so do we, just so you know, because <laughs> <laughs> that, that translates to the game where we're just like, yeah. oh, after a three hour run and then we lose and we're like, oh, oh. Oh, God, why? Why, why yeah. does this happen? <laughs> um, oh so yeah. we're, we're going to try and stay relatively spoiler free. Um, so yeah. our, our listeners who, who still are struggling like me to get through every every bit of this game. Um, so it, it's a unique premise because it's got this um, it, it's got this loop where Celine is learning about the world kind of at the same time as the player but also is familiar with the world in some way uh, the the more like it's it's a it's a really strange character um that i feel like to play like it's not a linear thing when you recorded this did you know what the hell was going on that like, were you aware of this of of like the story where it was going or was it just here's the moment you're going to be recording today let's record yeah. this moment it's a bit moment to moment um, mm. with with most computer game uh, voice jobs. It you know you become incredibly dependent on your director. Um, we had a fantastic director by the name of Damian Goodwin who worked on this project with us, and then I worked very closely with Housemark, um, with Gregory uh, Loudon and uh, Toivo Calio. Um, and they would all fill in the blanks for me uh, so that I, I would understand and be aware of the given circumstances of the scene so that I could play whatever the scenario was. Um, so, it, you know, it's interesting because you're never given a full script when you do computer games, but right. 
even with Returnal, even if I was given a full script, it, it's still, you know, it's, uh, it's not, a, as you say, a linear experience. Mm -hmm. um, everything is sort of changing moment to moment. So it was always great to have them to sort of say, this is what you're looking at at this moment. You've just been through this and, and now you're going to go into this scenario so that you could really, uh, so that I could key into the state of mind of, of, of Celine and what she would be going through in that mm. particular moment. So that's quite an interesting process. But, you know, those th these characters that we play in computer games, it's really is in, in many ways a group effort. Um, yeah. You know, you hear my voice, but of course, there's all this information and people contributing to that performance right. or supporting that performance. Um, you know, traditional voice voice actor stuff with, for animation, for example, um, you have the screen or you just have the script first and then they and then they animate to, to your voice. Yeah. But in gaming, it's like they have these little little slideshows that they know what they want to happen, but. It, it could change at any moment because they're constantly moving. There's constant moving, moving parts. Uh, oh, this doesn't work. Let's move. Let's do something else. Um, wh what is that experience like? H have you done? Um, what can you compare this to? What, like that. That's one thing that we don't really feel like gets nailed home a lot. How how difficult and how different video game just acting for video games is. Like we we do get some. Um, famous actors we it, it, there's been moments where they bring a big hollywood star in um so it kind of blurs the line a little bit but there's a reason why a vast majority of video game actors are video game actors and not mm. um you know big hollywood stars or you know tv stars or something like that can you go into that a little bit absolutely yeah that's so interesting that you asked that question i've been thinking about it so much um uh, I was just mentioning in an interview yesterday that I'm getting my MA in actor training and coaching um, here in London so that I can teach acting and um, mentor others who want to be actors. And of course, I, I find myself thinking so much about the challenges of acting in computer games, because I think, you know, if an actor goes to drama school, they're going to learn skills and techniques that will allow them to thrive on stage or in front of a camera for film and television. However, the computer game studio is, is a very different beast. And you can use some of those skills that you have, but they have to be used in a very different way. So I think one of the things that, you know, successful computer game actors have is a sort of agility and an ability to be in the present moment without having a lot of information. So that's where the agility comes in. Your director will say, okay, this is the environment. This is the scenario. This is who you're talking to, go. And you have to sort of crystallize a lot of information in a very short period of time and then offer up a, a good realistic sort of authentic performance that, that you know the players can buy into. And the challenge of it is that you don't have any time to prepare. You don't have a script. You don't have fellow performers to work with. You don't have a set. You don't have any props. You basically don't have much of anything. And because um, game developers are, are very secretive about their plot lines, about the game, about any information, they, they just don't want to share very much with you until you're in the studio kind of that day, or maybe you get your lines 24 hours in advance. So it's, it's, uh, it's about having skills that allow you to really create something in the moment 
And I think it takes the ability to be extremely uh, present. And um, a, a lot of game actors talk about this experience of being in a state of flow. So, you know, I step into the studio and I enter into this kind of mental state. It's, uh, once again, I'll use the word, it's a hyper-present state where I am just ready for anything. And my imagination is fully fired up. I'm, I'm just ready to go into sort of any sort of scenario or any sort of space. And my imagination will fill in the blanks, um, uh, you know, that are, are not quite there that, in the way that they might be if I had a film script to work with or a theater script, if that answers your question. Absolutely. Andy? Yeah, I mean, one thing I love about this game, especially your portrayal of Celine, is in most games where there's voice acting or voiceovers, mm -hmm. there's a larger cast and there's a lot going on. And this kind of game it's your voice is sort of like a showstopper and when when Celine is speaking there's a rare moment of calm mm. in the game mm -hmm. and it kind of like brings you back to center mm. and lets you breathe for a split second because the game is very chaotic yes mm -hmm. yes and one thing I noticed is like how you're portraying this character it's not just you're reacting to her situation, the environment, and what's going on. It's also reacting to your past selves as well, like in hearing the voice logs. What yes. is that like? Because you're, it's kind of like a dual role. You're first, there's like the sheer panic of things older Celine has encountered before. And then present Celine's like, oh, that can't be me. I'm, I'm not that woman. What's yeah, going on yeah. here? Well, what is that mindset like in this sort of a role for you? It's, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because I think um, I think we can all sort of go through that process when we are retrospective about our own lives. Mm -hmm. You know, you can sit and think about the person that you were 10 years ago and the choices that you made and the way you process things. And, and, um, and I sort of liken it to that a little bit, just revisiting a younger version of myself or a different version of not a different but a a, a previous version of myself mm -hmm. in a way um i mean it, you know i think for celine it's it's a it is a spooky and mind-bending moment obviously because when she hears herself she is going through this process of like what is going on here like and the sort of kind of horror I guess of, of I don't want to give too much away um, mm -hmm. but encountering herself you know in moments that are very unexpected right um, so I, I think there's something that when I was doing that I thought there's something about this that is a little bit familiar and, and I maybe have a similar experience to that when I'm thinking back to the person I was when I was 20 you know or 17 or, or 30 or whatever the the yeah just the choices i was making back then uh but yeah it's that, it is that it's that whole groundhog day sort of thing like right oh, right. right i'm back here again and and you you knew at, at least you knew that much that yeah. when you're going through that that's that's the premise of, of the of the the story is that it's yes. a groundhog day rinse and repeat live die repeat kind of thing um yeah. What is it frustrating for an actor to not know what's going on for everything to be so secretive? Is that a frustrating thing that you had to teach yourself not to let get to you? Or was it is it a fluid thing that you're just like, OK, this is what it is. 
Yeah, it, it is frustrating. I think it's frustrating because you can feel a bit um, hobbled by it sometimes. I think every actor, you know, we we love working. We love getting a script and thinking, what can I do with this? And what's going on? And, you know, we go through this sort of process that is our creative process uh, when you get a script for film and TV and and, and, and theatre. Um, and so when you don't have that, it, it, it feels sometimes like you have to do acting gymnastics, you know, to bring right. it off the page. Um, not to say that it, it's not well written, I'm not suggesting that. It's just that not having other players to work with and not even knowing, you know, perhaps what, what are the lines that are being said to you that you're responding right. to can make an actor feel frustrated. Um, and I think there's, you know, a lot of voice actors talk about that. It's a sort of dilemma that we're always grappling with and recognizing that it, it actually does make our job that bit harder, you know, to, to do. And I think sometimes that's why it can be, you know, exhausting at the end of a, a session because you, as I said earlier, imagination is fully fired up and, and you have to manifest absolutely everything. Whereas if, if the three of us were acting in a scene right now and you'd say something and I, I would react, I just react to it. I wouldn't have to work at it. I'd just be open and respond. And, you know, we'd just be going back and forth like that. Um, and that's a, that is a process that kind of feeds you energy in a way, mm -hmm. where, whereas sometimes with the computer game acting, um, it's, you know, it, it's an expenditure of energy that can be tiring. Having said that, it is also a huge amount of fun. So right. I, I have to say that as well. You know, it's, it's, um, we get to play the most incredible characters and, and sometimes being able to use your imagination like that is a great gift. You know, it's, it's playtime, you know, you're stepping into the studio and this is time to play and just let it rip. So I think if, you know, for all the, the actors out there who want to do computer games, if, if you can make peace with that and, and really learn to enjoy the fact that you might not have everything that you've got when you're acting in front of the camera, then um, you're gonna have a good time and you're gonna be able to deliver really good performances. Yeah, I think for this role specifically, uh, frustration and exhaustion are the key points you want to hit when, you, when you're trying to take on this character yes, and right. where they're coming from. Totally. And actually, <laughs> and you, you know, can use that in the role, which is great. I was just going to say, that's her experience, right? right? So just bring, you know, this, it's always great to bring yourself to, to your performance. And if you're fucking exhausted, then sometimes <laughs> that is just absolutely perfect. <laughs> where... Where did she come from, Celine? Like when you were when you sat down to conjure up this voice, this temperament of hers, where where did that come from? Where was the moment you're like, this is what Celine is gonna sound like? Well, that's an interesting question. Once again, I think that the discovery of character is a kind of co creative collaboration between mm -hmm. the actor and the director and the the. Uh, the sort of creative team at the games developer, game developer. Um, and I think for Celine, that's what we did. We, we, our first session was a bit of back and forth, trying different things, trying different approaches, sort of figuring out where she kind of sits in my, in my body, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's like eventually kind of hit the sweet spot and everybody's happy. They're like, yeah, that's her. And I, I have that internal feeling like, mm -hmm, yeah, I've got it. I've got who she is. But it's a process that we all kind of come up with together. Um, of course, 
you know, I, I think actors will go in with ideas. They'll have a sort of sense of, of what they want to do and, and some ideas about the character. But, um, but there is that sort of process of discovery that you go through, which is actually a very nice process to, to go through um, with the creative team. So speaking of process, can you explain what the process was to land this role? Because mm. I think some people think this is like sunshine and rainbows. Like they get a phone call. Hey, you've done video games. Come do this thing. Um, what was that like? What, what is it? What is it? Was it typical? Was it different in some way? Because we're still doing we're still in a covid world. Um, yeah. Go into that process a little bit. I auditioned for this role. And actually, speaking of COVID, I think the first sessions were done in my home studio. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, uh, way sort of at the beginning of, of COVID. Um, and it's funny, you know, auditioning for a computer game role, because you really, uh, you never know if it's, I didn't know if she was the lead character. Mm. I didn't know I was the only one in the game. <laughs> um, and you sort of learn these things as you go. It's sort of bits of information just sort of drop. I'm the think, star? Right. Shut okay. Up. <laughs> um, yeah so it took me a while to kind of figure that out but yeah you never really know you know when you audition for for games sort of well, i guess that's not true sometimes you have a sense okay this is this is going to be a big big character but um um <laughs> yeah not not always is that um, is that hard for you know your representation because like or do, does your agent or manager or whoever do they know that like this is a big role but they just can't tell you like how, because you know, obviously when you're negotiating, you know, you know, I, I'm a member of the Screen Actors Guild. Like I know like there's negotiation sometimes involved. Like, yeah. oh, does he have how many lines does he have? Oh, OK. No, I want you to, you know, pay him this much or whatever. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. Actually, here in the UK, uh, computer games are paid at a fairly set rate. There's really not much negotiation that that goes on. OK. Uh, maybe it does for, you know, like very well-known actors. I'm sure it does. Right. Uh, I mean, the very well-known actors in film and TV. Um, but for those of us who are just computer game actors, we get paid the same rate, um, no matter what you're doing. Um, so it's this kind of standard rate, and then it might be sort of less than that. Um, so it's a, it's a, that that's kind of different too, yeah. you know, my work in film and TV, my theatrical agent would uh, be negotiating better fees based on, you know, the previous thing that I've, I've done. But right. for some reason in the land of computer games and, and voice work, it's um, that doesn't seem to be done that much. Yeah. So once again, they just and it's a slightly weird thing. They just call you up and say, yeah, you're doing this and this is what you get. OK. And there's no it's an odd thing, you know, because there's no celebration around it. When my theatrical agent, if I land a great role, they're like, yay. And in computer game land, it's just, it's, it's a funny old thing. But I will say, you know, Housemark, oh, they're so, so lovely and so sweet. When I finished playing Celine, they sent me um, a bouquet of flowers to the studio Aww. for my last session. And I was so touched by that because that's never happened before. And I thought, oh, this is a real recognition, you know, mm. of, of, of how important this role is to me and to them. And I love the fact that they celebrated it. Yeah. I think the thing we have to remember with um, games and acting in games is that it's a very new thing. Right. right? So theater has been around in this country for, you know, sort of 500 plus right. years. And film and TV is, has been around for, film has been around for 100 years or so. So, uh, you know, game acting has been around for, I don't know, let's it, say 20 it's years. It's a blip on the radar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they don't have 
this kind of tradition in their hinterland. Their, the computer game hinterland is, is um, computer code and um, working with machines. Right. And, and the acting side of it, I think, is something that's just starting to blossom now. And we're just starting to understand what it means for the actors, as I was just talking about, but also for the game developers to understand all oh, right, yeah, we've got actors here and this they have a whole tradition, you know, behind them right. in terms of, of how they do things and how they celebrate things. So um yeah, so it's gonna be really interesting to see see how yeah. it progresses. But but yeah. Just how how long ago so I, i'm sorry i, I want to just tell a little bit of a, a, you could tell how different video games are because when when grand theft auto 4 mm. was being created um which andy i think that was 2006 maybe i don't know like that that sounds about right yeah. um the i was working on a show in manhattan uh, and it, it had a lot of dancing. It, it wasn't a, a, it was a physical theater performance. Yeah. And, uh, one of the actors in it, I was a stagehand. One of the actors in it, um, went away for a few months, came back and he's like, uh, and months later we found out, oh, he was doing motion capture for mm -hmm. Grand Theft Auto four. Mm -hmm. And when he was doing the motion capture, he was, he had the script and he was saying the lines and then they yeah. liked him so much that they made him the voice of the main character of the game oh. and see knowing how that happened and now seeing how things are going now with a traditional audition process with it like it seems like it was like the wild west everybody was just shooting from the hip just yeah. 15 years ago trying yeah. to figure out what's the best way to do this we're we're hobbling we're we're piecing this this puzzle together one little thing at a time and you yeah. realize that like now you have, like you said, you had a director, you had somebody there for your performance specifically. And then you had people there from Housemark that are worried, like really worried about multiple different ways of interacting with their audience. Cause mm -hmm. it's not just a visual it's they're physically moving you. They're physically doing something They're They could be frustrated because of their own skill level, not right. being up to, snuff and they may ex be experiencing something completely different than the person that's watching them play or the person that's playing or andy andy and i have completely different um reactions to this game or or experiences with this game and that's a lot of pressure and housemark came from a arcade style games where it was all about the frenetic action and way less about the presentation of story and and all that and it doesn't surprise me that they truly celebrated the completion mm -hmm. of this, of this little, of, of your part of the project because of this was pretty much their first in that, in that world, in that, in that vein. Um, yeah. And man, did they knock it out of the park, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Once Andy and I both beat the game, we'll do a little review <laughs> podcast or, or, or discussion. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it, it is, it's in its infancy and it's the, it, you know, it reminds me of, um, you know, silent film where the best silent film actors out there, like they were stuntmen, like be, that's what they were and they all did their own stunts they threw themselves off buildings they did all this stuff and then eventually somebody said hmm 
maybe we don't put our star dangling from a building by his ankle. Let's get somebody else to do that. And, uh, yeah. you know, but that took years. It took years and years. And then all of a sudden you could talk and you realize, oh, our main actor has the worst voice ever. And it's just there's all these things to, to worry about. So I imagine this is going to continue changing. Um, oh, I think you're right. I as think we you're go absolutely on. spot on. And, um, you know, I, I haven't done a lot of motion capture. Uh, I've done a bit. Every time I did it, though, I would note that the technology had shifted and changed in quite a short period yeah. of time. And it, it would, always, it, you know, it was it changed for the better. They were always figuring out, you know, how can we do this better? How can we make this more comfortable for the actors? How can we streamline this process? Um, and I think that, you know, I was talking earlier about the challenges of, of acting and, and just being the voice. And, um, but I, I had a great chat with uh, actually Damien, who I mentioned earlier, who was the director. And he said, you know, they're starting to bring in a few actors into the studio now because the, the developers are beginning to realize actually, you know, we get a great performance. Uh, if we've got three people or two people in the room at the same time, then, then we get a better performance. Right. And, and maybe it's more fluent, you know, actually maybe it takes less time to do it that way. Um, so, and that's exciting to be a part of it too. And I think having conversations like this, where we, you know, where we talk about the, the process of it are, are part of what kind of helps to elevate it and, and make it easier and, um, and ultimately make it, it better. Because I think the acting that we see in computer games is, is just coming on leaps and bounds. And I think the players want that experience. I think mm -hmm. they're expecting that feature film experience, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I think that a player can be sort of shunted out of the world of the game if the voice acting is not quite right or if mm -hmm. it's not quite good. It's, you know, it's a bit distracting. It hooks you and you, you right. don't want that. You just want to be involved and, and, and play and, and enjoy it and become yeah. a part of it. Yeah, and I feel like when it comes to games, especially, um, a performance has more power to move me than in a TV or film. I think I've cried more times playing a video game than because when you're playing a game, it's you're invested in the story and the player, but it's your time, your effort, you're putting yourself in there as well yes. as you're playing a game. So when you have these moments that are just, Mm. gut-wrenching you just mm. ball your eyes out yes, sometimes <laughs> quietly yeah. in the night mm. to a box of kleenex <laughs> no, I can completely there's a greater that. connection there to the work than watching a film or a tv right. show yes that's right that investment is actually huge mm. isn't it the hours that you put in and um yeah that's a massive thing um so and as an actor i I always want to be sure I honor that and um, just do the best I can because I'm, I'm, a, you know, I think we're all aware of, of that fact too. Right. And there's times when I'm in the studio, I'm like, ah, oh, I just don't think I nailed that quite right. And it will mm. kind of haunt me in a way, you know, I just, and of course, there's only so much time that we have to, to record these things. There's always, as you know, these tremendous deadlines that everybody has to meet. And, and it sort of pains me if I feel like I haven't quite got something. And right that's how it is well speaking of getting something it is it is time to get weird okay, <laughs> it's great. time to get into our rapid fire segment because believe it or not i have to leave soon to go to work so <laughs> we are going to get into rapid fire and this is how it works oh we're going to ask you some questions oh some of them are dumb some of them are you know mind benders that you're going to have you know but we want the 
the answer that first comes to mind. That mm. that's how it's it's very simple. And I'm gonna give you an example as our first question here. Would yeah. you rather have the power of flight or invisibility? Mm. Invisibility. Mm. Mm. Okay. Do I have to justify these? I just get to. No, you don't have to. You know, some people feel like they do because they will use our imagination to fill the blank. We do. Yeah, we'll do. That's how we make headlines. We're like, Like, oh, exactly. Jane Jane Perry is uh, is a thief that wants to have invisibility (laughs) to steal everything that she. Yeah. (laughs) Always go that road. (laughs) (laughs) Would you rather sleep in a doghouse or let a hundred stray dogs sleep in your bed? Hundred stray dogs in my bed. Wow. Yeah. That that's it. not even a question. Like, yeah, absolutely. They have a place to sleep. Um oh man. Is breakfast cereal and milk a soup? Mm. No, no. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is something you're terrible at that you wish you were really good at? Skateboarding. Wow. Okay. That's really fast with that one too. Okay. I love it. <laughs> wow. All right. Um if your loved one gets a text message or a phone call that you have mm-hmm. been arrested, what were you arrested for? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> That's a real good one. Um oh god, impersonating a police officer. Oh, mm. all right. That's where the dispatch. We went to felony. To play. We went to <laughs> felony. Blood now. I Love can't that. Get rid of it. <laughs> Let's say you are out in the town and you're just reading all these rave reviews mm-hmm. of Returnal, seeing all the praise pour in, and you've had a little bit too much to drink. Oh, mm-hmm. what word best describes you when you're drunk? Slovenly, oh. no, jolly. I'm a really jolly. jolly. I'm a jolly drunk. Jolly. <laughs> what is the dumbest way you have injured yourself? Mm. Oh God, I don't know. Um, I want to say I fell down a hole, but I didn't. <laughs> okay all right so you you want to lie i get it i get it, it okay was so bad she forgot what it was like <laughs> yeah listen yeah, we've all we've all done that stupid yeah. thing we've you know playing with yeah, a knife sure. and realizing we split ourselves mm-hmm. open mm-hmm. uh saying to our friends look i bet i can make this jump and then no no you didn't oh right yeah <laughs> i i think i've blocked it out there's probably yeah a whole list of them so but... the injury was concussion then yeah okay there right. you go all right very good very good. Yeah, concussion. <laughs> knocked myself out. Sorry. I did actually knock myself out riding a horse in India. Flew. I got. I was out of control. Flew. Over, it stopped really quickly. Flew over its head and landed. Oh, very lucky. That doesn't sound good. Survived. So there you go. Andy, this is a good segue uh, into the next question. Oh, what boy. is a body part you wouldn't mind losing after injuring yourself in a very dumb way? <laughs> Oh, um, I think I could sacrifice my um, oh, third toe on my left foot. That's again very specific. very specific. I like yeah. that. Yeah, there's got to. We have to need that at some. Don't they say yeah. that the the like the pinky toe is starting to become like extinct? Like, aren't they saying oh. that that we're like evolving away from our we're pinky toe? Evolve without a pinky toe? No, no, no. Some, something might be happening there. That's, That's weird, really though. I can't imagine not being able to like balance that. with the pinky toe. Like that. 
No, like yeah. I, I kind of need that Berto, part. No, Pinky, yeah. keep it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite TV show right now? Um. Oh, you know what? We're watching Get Shorty. Um. With mm. Crystal Goud. Oh, so fun. It's great. He, he's he's so good. Absolutely. Bloody good. Oh, he's God. just brilliant. Yeah. Like you would oh, think, yeah. IT crowd. He has so much range. That actor. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just. Yeah. I could just watch him forever. Mm-hmm. And that voice too. Oof. <laughs> Speak to me, Irishman. All right. Um, <laughs> when you're going about your day and you're getting dressed to head out into the world mm-hmm. and you have your socks and your shoes beside you, is it sock, sock, shoe, shoe or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? It's sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. M- it most really people is. are. Uh, unless yeah. you know they're sociopaths. We'll, we'll, we'll find um, that sociopath one. We will. It'll happen. It'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> And we'll do um, our part for the world to save it. Can I tell you a funny story about? Uh, oh, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> uh, so in London here, we just, um, you know, there's uh, lockdown restrictions are releasing, and and last week or the week before, whatever, we could uh, finally go out and have lunch outside. So a friend called me up and said, "Let's meet for lunch," and I was like, "Yahoo!" So I got dressed up, and uh, you know, I was just so excited. It's been ages since I left the house. I was walking down the street to catch the tube, and I happened to catch sight of the fact that I was still wearing my slippers. I forgot to put my shoes on. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I turned around and went back. And, <laughs> like, uh, so I, excited to get outside. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. And now I've let it be known that I wear slippers, which is not very cool. But anyway. Oh, it's our, the comfort. Our, that, that's all like, I wear. Oh, yeah, comfort yeah. over. Even the yeah. Crocs sometimes. Come oh, yeah. You go with the mm, Halflingers. Every now and then. Yikes. <laughs> Crocs, Andy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's my little story about shoes. <laughs> So this is this is a another clothing question, but when you, whether you're putting, you know, I guess it could be different for each. So we'll we'll say which which one, which leg do you put in first, and which arm do you put in first? Mm. Oh, left, left, because I'm a lefty. Um, okay, okay, yeah. lefty. All right, very nice, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Let's see. Ooh, yeah. Give us a non-inspirational quote. Non-inspirational quote. Um, Something meant to tear someone down. <laughs> tear someone down. Or, apath- and, or apathetic. And, and and to make them sort of question like why being would, alive. How is that? How is that? What, what kind of quote is that? Wow. You Give need up. to think about. Don't bother. You know stuff no. like that. <laughs> Don't bother. You need to think about who you are. Mm. But uh-huh. you have to have a kind of tone of voice. You have to, well. There's a tone involved. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. a... That's, that's, pure that's a performance. Question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use that one. I'm going to use that one in both now, ways today. Now say it as Celine. Yeah, oh, say it as Celine. Now we have to pay for that, Andy. Who you are. There it is. There it is. There it is. Good. Oh, man. Um, let's see. It, you guys are doing extremely well. When, when I say. Wow. For how early it is, I just—I'm <laughs> really very impressed, and I want to commend you. Thank you. I want to commend you. Thank you very wow. much. That really that means a lot during the show. That's, that, that's really rare. Good. That's rare that it happens during the show. You gotta make that happen more often. I feel. Right, we'll, we'll we'll get. Uh, I'll do one more, and then Andy will we'll, we'll, t- we'll take us home during the show. Yes, <laughs> we gotta clip that one out. Let's put that one on the internet. Um, all right, so. COVID's done. Everything's fine. Everything goes back to normal. And as a reward, the the governments of the world have allocated 
a stimulus of sorts that is a travel stimulus. You could go anywhere for five days, book it, and use your little stimulus thingy for you and, and a loved one or whatever, or your family. And uh, where are you going? It will go to French Polynesia Ooh. and um, just enjoy the heat and the, the ocean and mm. have a proper beach holiday. Yes. Yeah, I'm down, I'm down for that. Yeah, I'll see you there. And now, Andy, <laughs> it is time for our ceremonial final oh, no. question. The hardest question, the most difficult one. <laughs> it's the kind of question, Jane, that will make you wish that you were actually Celine. Because mm -hmm. to answer this question is a worse fate than being stuck on an alien planet in a constant <laughs> loop it's over true. and over again. This is not false. So think hard. I mean, okay. you answer kind of quick, so I'm kind of yeah. About you this. took rapid fire, case, like you in really, any case, yeah, yeah. Just go with your gut, reach deep in your soul, mm -hmm. and just answer as honestly and truthfully as possible as you stare into my beautiful blue eyes. And the question is as follows: mm -hmm. It's a choice. It's a single choice, and mm -hmm. that choice is Andy or Stephen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really hate doing this to people I like. <laughs> I, I regret it more every single week. But go on. I mean, I just, I can't answer that question. Stephen, mm. um, okay. Andy. Okay. All right. I, All right. Yeah. My we'll, name was we'll first. My name was first. Um, <laughs> she said it both ways. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> I mean, this is a very unfair question, I think, it but, is. but it's, but that's it's, what okay. we do, right? That's what we do. Yeah. The people. I, I got that. We're, 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 our goal is to get you and Anne on the show together at some point. Oh, we discussed that before you came on and, and it is a go. Well, we have to answer the same question, Andy. Uh, you know, I think though, cause in, in that scenario, they can each take one of each of us and it's right. like, all no, right, no harm, no foul. Us answering. Right. You oh, know? it's us answering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna have to. Oh, yeah, yeah, you see what I'm seeing? I'll, the script already yeah, flipped. You know what? I already have my answer. Uh huh. Which is weird. Celine. I know it's Celine. I know. God it. damn it! Yeah, that's it. yeah. I'm not. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I know what's going on. You can't have two two halves. You need the whole. You need the whole part. <laughs> right. Folks, that is going to bring us to the end of the show. This was a fantastic episode, and I'm I'm blown away that we were able to do this. I'm so so happy. Um, the first, the Anne's uh, show has been doing great, doing great numbers, and we're looking forward to getting everybody's response to this one. So, thank you so much for listening to the show today. Thank you for watching the show. We'll be back next week. If you want to follow us on social media, it's very simple. Uh, we are at dual underscore screens on Twitter and at uh, DS Podcasts on. Uh, Instagram. I'm at Batchild27. Andy is at PantsGuy. Our Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash DS podcasts. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash NDS podcasts, just like our Patreon producers, Colton the Apprentice Nestler, Vegas Girl on Fire, and FNH Paul, your friendly neighborhood Paul. Thank you so much. We cannot continue to grow without all of your support. And if you want to get these episodes early, that is the way to do it. You get episodes early. You could get bonus episodes, VIP, uh, secret access to our Discord channel, and all that fun stuff. So feel free to go visit um, our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. Jane, where could everybody find you and follow you and all that fun stuff? 
Oh, right. Um, I am on Twitter and on Instagram, jane.elizabeth.perry on Instagram. And I think it's Jane Liz Perry on Twitter. Awesome. Thank you, folks. Thank you, Gene. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, listeners, again. And as always, please be excellent to each other.